0: Hey everyone, welcome back to What A Week. I'm your host, Olivia Lee, here to deliver your weekly dose of the news. Let's get started. In local news. Last Friday night, a group of protesters in downtown Portland lit fires, smashed the windows of businesses, a church, and the Oregon Historical Society, and caused other various damages during a destructive demonstration. It was reported that someone also fired several gunshots from a car traveling a block away from the protest crowd early into Saturday morning no one was reported to be hurt. Police declared the demonstration a riot late last Friday, marking the third time in five days the Bureau had made such an announcement. Officers arrested at least four people amid the demonstration that had drawn several hundred people, the Police Bureau said in a statement last Saturday. The downtown damage also came on the heels of a fatal police shooting earlier last Friday in Southeast Portland, but was carried out as part of a previously scheduled, quote, autonomous demonstration in the name of people killed in recent police shootings nationwide, Including Adam Toledo, a 13 year old killed last month by Chicago police, and Dante Wright. In state news, a fast moving brush fire in rural Clackamas County led to some evacuations last Friday afternoon. Clackamas fire crews were able to extinguish the brush fire that was located east of Oregon City. The fire was first reported at about 1 p.m. Clackamas fire says the fire was estimated to be about 38 to 40 acres large. Seven structures were immediately threatened and an additional 10 structures were threatened. No structures were lost. One firefighter sustained minor injuries while working on the fire line and was taken to an area hospital for evaluation. They have since been released. The cause of the fire is still unknown at this time of reporting. In national news, last Tuesday, federal health officials called for a pause in the use of the Johnson & Johnson coronavirus vaccine saying they are reviewing reports of six U.S. cases of a rare and severe type of blood clot among more than 7 million people who received the shot. The drug maker said the blood clot cases are also being investigated by European health authorities and the company is delaying the rollout of the vaccine there. Last Sunday, Dr. Anthony Fauci said the pause on using the one-shot Johnson & Johnson vaccine will probably be lifted by this Friday, although some restrictions may be required. Last week, President Biden officially announced that he will withdraw all remaining U.S. troops from Afghanistan by September 11th, the 20th anniversary of the terrorist attacks that prompted America's involvement in its longest war. An estimated 2,500 U.S. troops remain in Afghanistan, and as many as 1,000 more special operations forces are also reported to be in the country. There were more than 100,000 at the war's peak in 2011. The withdrawal will miss a May 1st deadline that the Trump administration had established in a deal last year with the Taliban which included provisions for peace talks between Afghanistan's government and the Taliban that have since faltered. An official said Biden had arrived at his decision after a, quote, rigorous policy review, and he now believes that the threat to the U.S. emanating from Afghanistan is at a level that can be addressed without a persistent military footprint in the country. In international news, the number of people who have died worldwide in the COVID-19 pandemic has surpassed three million, according to John Hopkins University. The milestone comes a day after the head of the World Health Organization warned the world was, quote, approaching the highest rate of infection so far. Almost 140 million cases have been recorded since the pandemic began. Lastly, here is the wildcard news for the week. Last week, New Zealand became the world's first country to introduce climate change law for financial firms. The country is bringing in a law that will force its financial firms to report on the effects of climate change. The country wants to be carbon neutral by 2050 and says the financial sector needs to play its part. Banks, insurers, and fund managers can do this by knowing the environmental effect of their investments, says its climate change minister, James Shaw. The law will force financial firms to assess not only their own investments, but also to evaluate the companies they are lending money to in terms of their environmental impact. Well, that wraps up what a Week. Stay safe and see you guys next week.